Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. to the movie know-it-all podcast here on the know-it-all network we are your hosts i am will and i'm bob and run 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 so right. those aussies man <laughs> <laughs> those yeah. aussies really know how to how to get the didgeridoo going huh man so like, <laughs> I, I i heard this like stand-up comedian it was like on a on a reel on instagram the other day mm-hmm. talk about how like um it doesn't matter what australians do that he can't like he wouldn't be afraid of anything an australian said and i'm like he must have made that joke before this fucking movie came out yeah because holy shit like i mean have you seen the creatures that are in australia man like seriously they're they're, they're not scared of anything man you guys you've got to write they got something spiders really the size scary. of dogs dude <laughs> you've got to write something really scary when you live in australia yeah. and the monsters just wander into your yard and house yeah like, man. so uh we're talking about uh, a pretty new movie. This movie came out what like a couple months ago, called uh, yeah. "Talk to Me." As of, as of this recording, a couple months ago, September of twenty twenty three, uh, called "Talk to Me," directed by a couple of newcomers. Philippe like this Brothers. is like their first movie. Yep they they they're known for their stuff on YouTube. I haven't seen any of their YouTube stuff, but like I tell you, man, and um, it, it's kind of fascinating. How a lot of filmmakers are found on YouTube now. Yeah. A lot of them. Like Andy and, Muschietti was discovered on YouTube. Yeah. Right? And and like James and, Wan and Lei Winnell. And these guys, uh, the Philippu brothers, they're I think they're twins. I think so. I don't and, know. And don't know. Uh, uh like they did something with like I haven't seen any of other YouTube videos either. Mm-hmm. But from what I gather, like from based on this, like they must have the most uh like these guys are true talents because you you give them you give a true filmmaker a budget no matter how small and they'll make something out of it they'll make something out of it and like man you want to talk about a movie that's limited to like no special no no really special special effects mostly makeup like i don't i don't see a lot of i don't like i don't see a lot of cgi in this movie at all I see a lot of fucking homemade prosthetics, a lot of homemade like contraptions, camera movement, like very familiar camera lighting, movement. like very familiar lighting, like a budget of nothing mm. that goes to show you that if you if you can write something really interesting and original and fucking scary, like and you can get the right yes. actors to convey it, man. 
Yeah, and if you can guess, what would you guess off the top of your head the budget of this movie? I'd go fucking nine million. Okay, based on the makeup, based on the on the special effects, the lighting, the the, the trickery, and the camera movement and everything, what would you guess? And the quality of actors, by the way, because the actors in this movie are freaking top notch. Fucking quality. Yeah. I, I would. I would. Fucking so what would you guess? Like, I'd say nine million. Four point five million dollars was his four movie. million dollars Australian dollars. So I don't know what that what that converts to in U.S. dollars. But four point five million dollars from the Australia from uh in, in Australian dollars. But also they got the thing about uh, Australia is that they have a very 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 supportive film commission. Yes, they do. That helps that, them filmmakers Ze- get budgets. Them New Zealand Canada like yeah man. They're very they're so, very good about getting you a budget out there if you want to film out there. So um, they have mostly unknown cast. I think the biggest name in this movie is Miranda Otto, who was uh, what was what was her name in uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings? She was in Lord of the Rings, so she's like from yeah. there. She's she's an Aussie. She was in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, like she's and, probably the biggest name that they have in this movie. Yeah, and and she, like she like honestly. She has a small role compared to everybody else in this movie. The 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 main actor in this movie is a Sophia Wilde. This is also her first big budget Hollywood movie. And I pray or it's or not her last, budget. man. She's a talent. Uh, it's not going to be her last. I, I can guarantee you it's not going to be her last. Um, here's the thing about modern day horrors, especially A24 films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not. And when I when I say something like this, I'm not shitting on. Movies like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I will. <laughs> which, which is which? Or I'm not shitting on Friday the Thirteenth or anything like that. You know, to uh, take nothing away from Terrifier. <laughs> to take nothing away from that, from that brilliant candy, uh, cotton candy of a movie. Um, <laughs> this movie does exactly what I've always said horror movies need to do more of. Mm-hmm. It makes you care for the characters. Holy hell. So dude. when things happen it. to them, so when bad things happen to them, it makes it even worse or it makes you feel emotionally the fear that ha- that's happening to them. You feel the fear that they're feeling because you have this connection, this emotional connection to them. You know? So- I'm going to have to preface the, the continuation of this by saying, like, to our listeners out there, guys, please don't let this be the first thing you hear. Don't don't let me be. Don't let us be the guys that spoil. Talk to me for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, please rent it. Like, rent it. Yeah. Buy it. It's worth mm-hmm. If you like horror movies, buy it. It's worth the purchase. This is one of those movies that that I think I can watch multiple times. There yes. there are very few movies nowadays that I can actually watch multiple times. Like uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is one of those movies that I watched the first time, and now it's one of the movies that I put in the background. Or like if, if I want to watch something, like I'll, I'll put on Dungeons and Dragons because it's so damn good. Um, I think this is one of those movies that I can like sit, drink a beer, and watch again because yeah. it's got it's it's. Um, Got a lot of things that I think you will catch on a second watch. Yes, um, dude, the more the more you watch it, the darker the movie gets. Yeah, like the worse so, you feel for these characters. Mm-hmm. Like you you grow to like them 
very quickly. They're for, mm. very fortunately for all these actors, they're all so likable. Yeah. All of them. Even the unlikable characters, you don't want the horrible shit that happens mm-hmm. in this movie to happen to any of them. I wouldn't wish the events on this to my worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. And it's one of those things for me that fascinates me because it's all real young people and teenagers. They are yeah. very fucking young. I think the oldest actor was like 20. Like I, I think I think uh um the the actor that played um the actor that played Haley was 25. Okay. And I like, think she, yeah, she, I, I think I think they were the oldest, yeah. They look like a teenager. They look like one of the youngest ones. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and this this is the thing about about young people in horror movies. They to me, they always or or most of the time come across as like just a bunch of um like jerks or 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 unlikable spoiled little brats. The characters in yeah. this movie are kind of that way, but they come across more as natural. Like they're yes. not like that as a as a character. Like their character isn't like that. They're just like that because of the inexperience that comes with being a young person. Right. So like it. it, it so for those of you out there who have seen the movie. You know, uh, and again, I, I don't want you guys to be the first ones. I don't I don't want us to be the yeah. ones to spoil this for you, but we are going to get into spoiler territory very quickly. So right off the bat, go watch it. Check it out. It's an hour and a half movie. Uh, it won't take much of your time. It's brilliant. It's great. Go watch it. OK, yeah. Stop and come back. But yeah. like, please come back. <laughs> please come back. Don't ever leave us. But yeah. like, um, yeah, so this thing, the what happens is they there's somebody who has this mummified hand that was given to them by somebody who's already used this thing a lot and didn't know what to do, so they just gave it away. And what happens is you put your hand in this hand and you say, talk to me. Something from the other side, and you don't know where it's coming from, but something from the other side, and I mean heaven, hell, purgatory, it's a dead person. It connects you to the spirit world. It's a dead person comes to you and you see them when you say talk to me, they appear in front of you. You're the only person who can see them as long as you're holding the hand. Then you say, I let you into this entity and it possesses you. You have 90 seconds with it inside of you that you can break away from it safely. After 90 seconds, the thing tries to stay behind, which is fucking terrifying. That's already terrifying enough. Whatever happens to these kids when they say I let you in, is euphoric yeah they come back from it excuse me feeling like they've just been blasted with endorphins it's a drug it's essentially a drug that wears off in 90 seconds so long as you break the hold or somebody breaks the hold for you so Mm. these kids sit around in basements at parties and they break out their phones and they record each other Saying, talk to me and I let you into this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> and like, yeah, I can remember the first time I saw this, like right away, I was like, okay, that's one of the most original and frightening ideas I've ever heard since Flatliners. Yeah. Remember I told you the closest thing I could compare this thing to is yeah. Flatliners. Because it's very like you die and you see what's on the other side. This is all done without fucking dying. This is just yeah. invoking the dead, which... 
dumb fucking move. I don't believe in Ouija boards. I don't think they work worth the shit. They're sold by Parker Brothers on a massive level. They don't fucking work. You will never see me touch one. Never. (laughs) Never. That's still like, okay, why take the chance? It's the same shit with those idiots who go to the bull runs and they hide behind wooden fences. Like, bulls don't jump. That's usually what those videos are, is a bull Mm. jumping over the goddamn fence and goring somebody. Like, Like, I will eat churros and watch. (laughs) And now you're fucking got a horn up your ass. See what happens when you fuck with stuff like that? Yeah. Not me. Not I, bro. Like, I will handle an unloaded gun that has no clip in it and, like, is 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 chambered and, like, will be all 100% empty. I will never put an unloaded, empty chambered gun to my head and pull the trigger. I will never exactly. do that. Exactly. I will bro, never I, do that. I, I had a friend who had a thirty eight and he never kept it loaded. Like, he didn't even have rounds for it. But he would fucking yeah. point it at people and just click. Yeah, dude, and, no. <laughs> and I'm like, one, like, dry firing is going to fuck up that gun. That's yeah. one. Two, you ever do that to me again, you better pray it's loaded because I'm going to get up and I'm going to fucking pound your face into a fucking pile of meat. Like, don't (laughs) ever fucking play with me like that. Yeah. Like, never play with me. Just don't play with guns like that. You know, free advice. So so this movie is basically like, that. it's because when I first read the description about them using using an embalmed hand Mm -hmm. uh, to speak with spirits on the other side, uh, I kind of thought that it was going to be like a monkey's paw kind of thing. That's exactly what I thought. But it's more like a Ouija board thing. Yeah. Like this, this could have like 10 years ago, this, they may have used a Ouija board with, they didn't make the Ouija movies, you know? But like when, when I saw the trailer, that was my initial first thought. I'm like, it's a monkey's paw. Like, okay. Yeah. Like she wishes her mom back to life or some stupid shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and like, fine. I'm ex- I'll watch it. I like monkey's paw movies, but like, yeah. Fuck, it, it completely like okay, like interesting. I didn't see this coming. And it's 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 done in a way because they you don't see the hand for like 20 minutes into the movie. Like, yeah. It, it, the 20 they minutes the, is all they spend the first 20 minutes like setting up the characters and and you meet these characters these these uh, um mainly focusing on two friends mm-hmm. uh Mia and uh oh what's the other girl's name? Jade Jade, thank you. I couldn't remember her name. And uh, that's I like, feel bad because that girl's a good actress too. Yeah, she's surrounded by a really talented <laughs> cast. Like it's yeah. bad. Everybody kind of gets lost in the shuffle because they're all so very good. Yeah, and right. and they're and they're like really good friends. And uh, she like uh, Jade has this boyfriend who who I guess. When they were younger, used to date um, Mia, or like went went on like one date, or what, what did she say? Like y'all held hands for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like they're, they're not, real close. They're not... <clears throat> like that, like they're not. There's no like entanglement there. It's just they're yeah. just really close friends. That, that whole group is just really close friends, and um, you see how close she is to Jade's family. Because she picks up the little brother. The little brother knows her. They start singing one of my all-time favorite songs, Chandelier, which is a freaking banger. That's fight a banger, me. brother. See that's it, like a true metal banger. song that's not metal. Like, Thank you. Me. I appreciate you for hearing that. Like, yeah. I hear it, too. I was like, it's all bar chords. It's a sweet tune. Yeah. Like, so, so, and then she comes across this kangaroo, right? That's how you know it's in Australia, because there's a kangaroo on the road, right? Yeah, like you hit deer, <laughs> like you hit deer in Newark. Like you hit yeah. kangaroos in Australia. Yeah, because kangaroos are everywhere. And mm-hmm. and I've been told that that is a fact. 
that yeah. uh, as 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 pop as common as deer is here in America, kangaroos are over there. So yeah, I had a friend, I had a friend on a horror forum named Melanie, and she lived out in Australia. And I asked her once, I was like, like I was just joking, and I was like, "What happened, man? Did you hit a kangaroo?" Because she was late to a conversation, and uh, and I I loved joking with her because you know you joke about Australia a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, "Did you hit a kangaroo?" And she goes, "No, actually, I hit one last week though." And I was like, <laughs> "Get the fuck out of here!" She goes, "No, dude, they're pests. Like they're out here a lot. Like in my neighborhood, like they're fucking pests. Like they come yeah. in." Like she goes, they're like fucking bears in like areas out there. Like yeah. they come down they and they dig, through they dig through trash cans. Like, yeah. and if you fucking try to get near them, they fight you. Like they kick yeah. really fucking yeah. hard. And I'm like, that's so fucking ridiculous. And she was like, oh yeah, man, you have to call fucking, they come out here and they shoot them with pellet, with yeah. the, the big like pellet rifles. Yeah. Like most of the time they just kill them because they're, they're yeah. too big of a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird, man. So this kangaroo must have been been uh, like a young one because mm-hmm. if you've seen fully grown kangaroos, they look mm-hmm. like Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> they get they get to be about six fucking feet. They're big. Yeah. So and like me being an animal lover, me being somebody who like has a true affinity for animals, no matter what. Yeah. Like I find it hard to kill a spider. Yeah. Um, like. I feel what Mia was feeling here because she's like, like we need we need to take care of it or whatever. And but she doesn't want to go through with actually putting it out of its misery. Yeah. And see, that's such a fucking thing to like. It's a it's a human highlight. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just something that humans do. Like you want to help the poor animal, but like there's only one way to help it. And that's mm-hmm. to put it out of its misery. Yeah. And like, but nobody wants to be the person to pull the plug. Like, yeah. it's a very real thing. And if you're out there like, I'll pull the plug. You're a sociopath. I'm sorry to tell <laughs> you. Like, seek yeah. help. Seek a psychiatrist. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel nothing when you take something's life. Yeah. Even if it's because it's suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's yeah. something as small as, as a wounded animal. Like, and it becomes one of those moments for her where, like, you learn that she's only human because we like to represent human on one of two levels. One, they're either complete garbage or they're saints in films. Yeah. Like it's really the only two ways to present somebody. And this moment was really, really human. Like, you know what? It sucks. I'm sorry that it happened to the poor animal. We just need to go. Like it's going to die any damn way. Like, yeah, it could die in the next five minutes. It could also take the next few hours to die. Yeah. She's like, somebody else will come by. Yeah. Either way, it's somebody else's responsibility. Let somebody else deal with this. Like I can't deal with this right now. And that's a human thing. Like we experience that with fucking friends and shit like that. Sometimes like a friend is like, man, I'm just not feeling really good today. I'm feeling down in the dumps. It's like, that sucks dude. Cause I feel really good today. And I don't want to, have that conversation like i'm sorry (laughs) like i'm really really sorry like don't want to have that conversation with you i've had and i hate being that fucking down on a human level homo sapien i've fucking been to strip joints before where the strippers start telling me their life story and i'm like holy fuck i don't care like that's not why i'm here like i'm sure you're a really nice person and i'm sure if i met you like prior to this, like with clothes mm-hmm. on, we, we probably would have gotten along. I'm here for one thing. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I feel no, like, like 
it's so it, it's gross. It's really gross to think about. Yeah. It's an asshole thing. It's a human response. Like yeah. sometimes we're feeling a certain way. They were having fun singing yeah. in the car together. Like, mm-hmm. and then they, and then the reality of like this thing is dying on the side of the road hits, and it's like, dude, I just wanted to fucking drive home and like have a laugh. And yeah. I don't want because you fucking in some places where you call and you report an animal, they tell you don't move, wait there, yeah, wait right there. Like it's easier to spot you and your car than it is to spot an animal that's already dead on the side of the road. Yeah, like, so don't move. We'll be there when we can. You know, some people are like we'll be mm-hmm. there right away. Some places are we'll be there when we get a chance. Just stay there. And like your whole your whole shit is fucked now, all because you try <laughs> to do the right thing. Yeah, and like. That's the the saying, no good deed goes unpunished. It's not, it's a human thing. Mm. Like it really is. And this was the no good deed. Like a no good deed moment. Like, fuck that. I was on my way to a party tonight and I want to take my friends with me. Like I don't want to deal with this fucking kangaroo. And like, it kind of triggers her in a way because you find out that her mother uh, committed suicide or, or passed away. As far as well, she knows, she, she believed. Away. Yeah, as as far as she knows, she passed. Her mother passed away of an accidental and, overdose. Yeah, and she has she has memories of her father trying to break down the door to the restroom, and uh, like her, she says that she saw her mom's fingernails, and that they were um, bloody and covered in in uh, uh, splinters from her trying yeah. to get out of the door. Her her try to claw out the door. Yeah. So she's got this memory of 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 her mother. She's she's I wouldn't say estranged from her father, but her and her father kind of have a strained relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, like like her her father keeps trying to reach out to her, but she's like you know not really embracing of him or or trying to have any type of that kind of conversation with him. Yeah, uh, maybe because she blames him. I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a traumatic event, and sometimes yeah. like it's weird. Like some people just don't like to talk through their trauma. That uh, is how they deal with their trauma. Yeah. Like, like, like with fucking like my my dad was the type of person that when something affected him, he just locked it up and buried it. He yeah. didn't like to talk about it with anybody. And I and I understand because I have that same mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I was also very fortunate to have my mom. Like for mm-hmm. most of my life. So like my mom taught me to like fucking talk to people. Let let them know how you feel. My mm-hmm. dad always kind of looked at things and, and my brain does it a lot when things get really bad. Like, is there anything you that anybody can say to you right now to fix it? No. Okay, mm-hmm. why waste their why waste your breath in their time? Yeah. Like just deal with it. Just be a grown-up mm-hmm. and deal with it. That's how my dad took on everything though. Like mm. everything when my, when his mom died, when my grandmother died, he didn't fucking talk to nobody about it. He didn't mm. want to talk about her like at all. Like it's, it's some people just like, okay, they're here. They're gone. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like, and there's I, two ways to look at it. Look at it. Uh, like there, there's one thing where like, no, nobody can help me. So, so I'm not going to bring it up mm-hmm. or like what I admittedly do. Um, I'm not going to bring it up and I'm not going to tell you about it because I don't want to burden you with my shit. Right. I'm not like, I'm not here to uh, ruin your day. So I'm just going to keep it to myself, you know? So, so now you have this awkward situation between 
a father and a daughter who were never really close to begin with. And that happens. Mm. Yeah. Like you, you, all kids will, will fucking, you know, this, the, the term daddy's girls and mama's boys, like kids mm. will fucking find their parent that they relate to better. Mm. Like my whole fucking life, I related much more to my mother. Like, cause my dad wouldn't let anybody in and that's okay. Like he was fine. Like he wasn't fucking a bad father or anything like that, mm. but he fucking, he put, he buried things deep inside. Mm. And like, you can kind of tell with this situation that the dad just wants to move on while Mia isn't ready to move on. Remember, she wanted to go do this thing where she like did the talk to me with the hand. Mm -hmm. That's what she wanted to do in celebration of her mother's remembrance day. Yeah. Right. That, that's very true. That's that's a thing where where like she was willing for the first time since her mother's death to go out and right. do something, you know. And and I also look at it like with, with the thing with the father was that some people can say, like, oh well, you know, he's 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 he, he's probably trying to protect her. Right. Because he, as far as he she's knew something concerned, she didn't. Yeah. So as far as he's concerned, or as far as she's concerned. Uh, her death was an accident and, and her father knows better or knows something that she doesn't. And he's, she, he's trying to protect her. And from... see, that's another one of those things that like, I understand. See my whole life, my dad told me that my grandfather died of cancer. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what my dad told me at a very, I'm going to tell, I'm going to let some personal shit out there, <laughs> but that's what he, that's what my dad told me. Okay. Mm. I was 17 when my stepmom let it slip that my grandfather committed suicide. And I was like, mm. really? Like, I didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, he had really bad depression his whole life. My dad had undiagnosed depression. I know it for a fact. I'm diagnosed mm. manic depressive with manic depressive disorder. We just mm. come from a long line of fucking sad, sad motherfuckers, I guess. Yeah. And like my grandfather was told that he had cancer and he was like, awesome. He went home and he shot himself. My dad Shit. never, my dad died. Not ever saying that out loud to me. He knew I knew he later found out that I found out. I asked my mom and I was like, is that true? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, why did he tell me he died of cancer? He's like, I have no idea. Your dad just said that to you one day and he just kept that going. I guess he never wanted you to look at your, your grandfather like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, interesting. So like, it feels like the dad in this movie, like the same thing occurred. The mom killed him, killed herself and he didn't have the heart to tell her that she Be fucking did it. And it, it, it makes them estranged yeah. like, because he's angry at her. Or he's hurt by her. There's a part of him that was hurt by her fucking up and leaving. Up yep. and doing that. And the girl still looks at her through these... Mia still looks at her through rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. She was still the coolest mom in the world. She was sick. She accidentally overdosed. And the dad knows mm -hmm. in his heart, like, it wasn't an accident. Like, she yep. was depressed. She was really fucked up. And she did it. And, like, there's this unspoken thing about it between them that causes Mia to go and live with her best friend, with Jade. Mm. Like she moves in with Jade and her family, her mom, it's Jade, her mom, excuse me, and her little brother, Riley. Oh, mm. poor Riley. Oh, Riley. Like, <laughs> they, make you, they make you really like, they make you really like this kid, Riley, yeah. because he is such 
an innocent little brother type of kid. Have you seen that video where like it, it's it's made from a, a a comedy show? I think it's a comedy show or something where like this soccer player just keeps getting hit in the head with a soccer ball as they're playing the game. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that video. Is it soccer or is it volleyball? I it's think volleyball. It's volleyball. Volleyball. volleyball yeah. yeah. Where that one one guy gets keeps getting repeatedly hit in the head with the ball. Yeah. That's Riley in this movie. God. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's so bad because like you know, you can do really weird things because okay, I'm going to give an example. There's a moment in the new Chucky series, I'm not going to say what episode or like what season or anything like that, but there's this episode that involves a little kid and he's very much like a little brother to one of the characters and they introduce him for like one fucking episode. And as you're watching, it starts to become very obvious that something really horrible is going to happen to this kid. You know what I mean? Like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a doctor and save cancer. I'm going to make sure cancer never kills anyone again. That way, there'll never be orphans. And we'll all grow up with our moms and dads. And it's like, he's going to die in the most horrific manner. so hard. Yeah, it's like his his nickname may as well have been Dead Meat. And like, so like... You here's the thing. I came up with a formula to cure that a cure world hunger and yeah. cure cancer. <laughs> I also have a suspect in the JFK assassination. Like you know, infinite like, renewable, infinite free renewable energy, infinite for free world. renewable energy. Like you just know something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> so like this writing, oh, my mirror. <laughs> the writing and talk to me is so good that you don't ever see this coming. You yeah. know something bad is gonna happen to to one of these to one if not all of these people, but not on this kind of a level. Not on so, this level. You think everything's gonna happen to Mia, right? Yeah. So like, so, and they really kind of show it because the first time she does it, they find out because she she shows Jade a video telling her she wants to go to this party. She's been invited to this party, and these kids grab this mummified hand, and they start talking. Dead people talk through them. And everybody's like, horse shit. It's a load of crap. That's not how that works. Like, come on, dude. It's clearly it's fake. They're doing it for clout. And she's like, okay, well, fuck it. I don't care. I want to try it. I want to go find out, like, how this works. Like, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Who cares? We wasted, what, like an hour? Like, Mm. let's just go. So she's like, fine. We'll go to this stupid thing. And her little, and Jade's little brother, Riley's like, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you can't go. And he's like, well, then I'll tell mom you didn't pick me up today. And Mia had to pick me up because Jade forgot to pick him up and she'd yeah. be in a world of shit. So she's like, fuck, fine, whatever. Like, just go, but keep your fucking mouth shut. So they go and Mia's the first one to volunteer. And she takes this thing by the hand and a dead person appears in front of her. And I got to tell you, I love the way they did the dead people. Like, that was covered in mud and like, pus it's so she was drowned she was drowned right yeah she's like, like a drowned woman it's so uncomfortable to see like what the dead people look like and it's all but like makeup. that scene that scene where she first does it right and she's like yeah. what's going on or like you could because the whole party when you show up it's so light-hearted and so like this is so normal to them it's smoking yeah. to them 
Yeah, and 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 they're 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 kids and they're drinking and they're having a good time. Like, like these all these kids have known each other their entire lives, right? Right. Like they're they're talking shit to each other. There's there's nothing evil going on here, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing so, malicious about what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're just having fun. They're just want to have fun because apparently there's nothing better to do in Australia, right? So, I guess not. <laughs> so, like this this is the equip. This is the equivalency. A fucking, I don't know if you remember being a teenager, guys. I still have nightmares about it, but it's the equivalency of going to somebody's house and like you walk into their room and it reeks of marijuana. Like it mm. smells like pot outside the door, but their mom's home and she doesn't care because she's like, whatever, dude, I'm smoking pot too. Yeah. Like they're just, just the first time you went to a friend's house that was super lenient about what they did. And mm. like, Every time you would go and it would always smell like pot and you were like, whatever, it's no big deal. And then one day somebody brings mushrooms. Yeah. And like everybody has a freak out, but uh oh, one of the mushrooms is poisoned. Yeah. Like that's what's very much a safe space. This is very much a safe space for these people, right? For these kids. Kids. Anyway, so like she take Mia takes the hand and she does the thing where she says, Talk to me. And so let me set this up. You take the hand. They, they, they have the embalmed hand and they light the candle, right? Because apparently the candle is a door. You uh, light the, the can- candle to the open the door and you, you, you blow out the candle to close the door. You can't have the hand on you for more than 90 seconds or else you get stuck, right? So, or else it they, tries to find its way through. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on? Like, like you guys are just messing with me to scare me, right? Like, no. She takes the hand. She says it. She's looking around. No, like there's nothing that scary that has happened this entire movie. Nothing. nothing. You have, as far it, as you're concerned, the, if you hadn't heard nothing about this movie, as far as you're concerned, this is a drama about a little about a young girl trying to cope with her mother's death. Yeah, that's the, all you the know. The whole first twenty minutes yeah. of what that movie was. Yeah, is about and- a, is, is is about is about a young woman trying to cope with her mother's death with her best friends who she's known her entire life who she is in absolutely no danger and all of a sudden, boom, bloated dead body sitting in front of you, it's fucking staring so back scary. at you, like, oh, I kind of like like whoa, you know, because yeah. the makeup. <laughs> on that ghost um i i subscribe to uh um her her name is a uh, miss and on uh uh on instagram yeah okay? i know i know who that is yeah and she's a she's a licensed actual uh um what 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 is she like uh like she she works with with dead bodies she does autopsies and and an embalmer an embalmer, like you know, she she prepares bodies and and yeah. she she do she she also works with, um, like police and detectives and stuff. And she's like she's like best friends with Matt Hardy's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. great, like great a, stuff, man. Yeah, like and and educational too, very yeah, educational, very. very so yeah. so like she uh, posts up pictures of like bodies. But she also has the stories behind them and what happened and yeah. you know why why it looks like this. And it's extremely interesting, especially if you're interested in, in in the way the body works and stuff. Yeah. But this looks like one of those actual the way like a, a body looks. Yes, exactly. It looks like a corpse pulled out of the water. 
Yes, and like every, it's hideous. Every single ghost you see in this movie looks as good as that. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. Brilliant. Yeah, and it's brilliant. And like it's it's so fucking unsettling because it's it. I mean, we talked about the best jump scare in the world, which was yeah. Exorcist Three, but that one because you don't expect them to see these things. Yeah, and like yeah. you don't you don't know how it works yet. Like <laughs> you, you find out the way she does, like upon her grabbing it, and it's like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? You see these things come through like that? Yeah. And it, it's they they come through when you say talk to me, like one will come through the door and it looks you in the eyes, and it's it's waiting. It, they stare at you. They stare at them with bated breath because yeah. they want them to say, "Let me in," just so they can feel what a body is like again. Yeah. And like. Some of them react differently. It's a different ghost every time. And some of them are ghosts of really bad fucking people. Yeah. And like, they set you up to know these things can move shit. Like when Mia gets possessed, the door slams. Yeah. And they're already telling you, hey, these things can grab you. They can mm-hmm. grab shit. They and they don't want to let go. Move, and they don't want to let go. Because when the 90 seconds is over, they're trying to get the thing out and she won't let the hand go. You know? Which is fucking scary. So that's so, kind of like your first really bad thing has happened. Yeah. So fucking, she's trying, she fucking, the first thing Mia does when she's possessed is she looks over at Riley, mm-hmm. the little brother, and tells him they don't want them. He wants you. Yeah, you like run, pretty boy, and just run, yeah. run, run. Just start screaming at him to run, and they're and like, that, "Okay, like we're at eighty-three seconds. Like pull the hand, and like it won't let go." Dude, and that performance, bro. <laughs> it's that so, perf- so they black out her eyes, and, and she they, has and this they look. The rings and her the rings under her eyes. They put, all they, they do. Put, they put like red makeup over her over her face, and mm-hmm. it looks so damn good. And that performance is so damn good. It's terrifying. So uh, what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a break and we're going to go uh, in deeper into the plot of this movie because right now it gets bananas. And uh, does it? I am. It, it, it shocked me by <laughs> by how deep this movie goes. So yeah, it's uh, very deep. So we're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take a look into that here on the Movie Know It All podcast on the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. Hey, Know It All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, troop bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all.
So that's like the first time hmm. she takes it, right? It's so fucking that uncomfortable. Whole scene, <clears throat> like, oh god, it, the like I said, the performance, uh, the camera work, uh, the way it's shot is just like it's, it captures you in it, man. And it's played out like the first time you're peer pressured to fucking. Like nobody smokes it's pot a game by to themselves. These kids. Yeah, like nobody smokes pot for the first time by themselves. You smoke pot because somebody gave you pot and they wanted yeah. to see what it would be like if you were high. Yeah. And like even the way Hallie, Hallie's telling her, like, don't let go. Like, I know it's scary. Yeah. Don't let go. Now say let I let you in. Say it. Yeah. Like, fucking, it's that moment, like, cough, pussy. Like, don't hold it. Like, cough. Like you're like, okay. Do you remember when when you were kids and like you're you're playing these stupid party games? Like I remember when I was in junior high, the kids would do this thing where they would put you up against the wall. Oh, the and deep you would breaths. have to breathe the deep breaths, and they would oh, push against yeah. your chest, and you would pass out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like kids do stupid things, and and. And it's bloody knuckles, Will. So re- do bloody knuckles, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. This is a With game of bloody, This is a game of bloody knuckles to these fucking idiots. Yeah. And like, and like and you say idiots, but like we did the same thing. You well, know? We, we are like we, we were all you're all you're stupid when you're yeah. a teenager. If there's any yeah. teenagers out there listening to us, like one, the fuck are you doing? Two, <laughs> you're an idiot. You, I'm sorry. No, no one, y'all have great taste. You do have great taste, like holy shit. But, but like, <laughs> you're stupid. Like teenagers are fucking dumb. Like they really are. And this is just like another. Te- this is what's so weird about this movie. It is a testament to how stupid you are as a teenager. Yeah. Like it's hugely like this is a dumb mistake. Why would you ever do something like that? Like I don't know. All my friends are doing it. Yeah. Like so. So like it, it goes on and, and the next time they do it is it becomes like this party thing where mm-hmm. like they go into a montage of all the kids doing it, getting possessed. They're laughing. They're videoing it on their phones. They're uh, like they're having fun with this trip. This out this is what I was going to tell you earlier. Weird fact about that scene that I just read mm-hmm. and like. As someone who's been on the set of a movie and has had really good days where everything, like, man, we are greased. Like, yeah. Everything is just 
like flowing on a track, like trains on a track. Everything's going so well. That those guys shot that entire party montage where she's singing in French, and they're like all like doing it. Their eyes are are fucking blacked out and everything. Uh-huh. That entire scene outside of setting up the chair, the fucking mechanical chair that dances uh-huh. them. Yeah. Outside of that took an hour. Bullshit. An hour, dude. They filmed all that shit. That party sequence was shot in an hour. Talk about having your wheels greased. Like rotating the lights. Bro, we've lost hours rotating lights for yep. scenes. Yeah. And I mean literal hours. And I don't mean hours where we're kind of doing nothing. No, I mean hours of setting it up. Turning the camera on, that doesn't look good with the other shot. Move the yeah. camera a little to the left. Move it a little to the right. This isn't working. We got to move the fucking thing all together. Let's try it from this side. Like no, this light, this light, this light isn't working over here. So you got to move it over here or adjust adjust the the intensity of this light in order to 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 make sure that this light is doing its job or whatever. Like it, it's a whole process. Is there any way to move this wall? <laughs> like, yeah, like, bro. Like there's you know? been those 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 shots. Can uh-huh. take days. Like they yeah. can take days. They can also take a day if you're having yeah. a really good day. And this was one of those moments where, like, you know what? We know which six positions we're going to keep the camera and the lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just run everybody through it. And like everybody just jumped, did their part. They knew what the fuck. Dude, there was like 20 people in the scene, dude. Like, like everybody, 20 people in the scene. Everybody knew what to do. Yeah. Like, you also, and I also know what it's like to be on the set of, with a crew and a bunch of actors that all have the same goal in mind. Yep. And like all have, the, they're all trying to get to that that spot together. And like lightning, just lightning. It's in a beautiful bottle. thing, man. It's a beautiful it's a thing. Very, it's a very beautiful thing. But for the fact that they managed to do that part. Yeah. That scene. In an hour. Was, that, that, I find show. that, I find that both hard to believe and easy very. to understand. Yeah, I was like, I I said the same thing. I was like, I don't understand the mechanics of it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the mechanics of it. Because you set up for an hour for three seconds of movie. Yeah. Like, this is why I've always said I'll never do an action movie. Like, I can't even imagine. You set up for six Mm. hours for two seconds of a shot. Mm. No yeah. goddamn way. Sorry, not me, not I. So that's a beauty. That's why that's why I will always choose low budget movie making over big budget movie making because yeah, that's you ridiculous. can't do that on a big budget. You can't do that no, on a you big can't. budget movie. So, you should they shouldn't have been able to do an hour on this budget. Like that's yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's inc- so, that's incredible. Like hats if that's if that I read it, it's on IMDb. If that's true, if that really, really is true, like bravo, man. Yeah, like you guys have. I I I I wish you a very long and tenuous career. Like, really, really <laughs> they, do. They deserve it. I mean, if that's true, they deserve it, man. Because that's yeah. that's that's a kind of productivity that is rarely seen. Uh, that is rarely seen in 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 budgeted movies today. Because so. I don't give a shit if you learned under Steven Spielberg. He was your personal fucking teacher. You can't be taught. To shoot shit like that in an hour. <laughs> no. Like that's fucking everybody fucking covered in grease going through the gears together, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Like, so so uh let's get to the to the heart of this story, uh, which is the character of Riley. He's a younger brother, right? And uh he's not the annoying younger brother. He's like at all. He's a, he's a sweet, 
like kind-hearted and doing little boy. honestly looks up to his sister who honestly yeah. looks up to 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 uh to mia like yeah. and see, they, they could have done a really like cliche thing where he has the big crush on her and yeah. all this stuff and instead it's a it's a little fucking like i just think you're cool i just yeah. want to hang out with you yeah like kind of way he views mia as a big sister too yeah like and yeah. he's just he's just getting that's the sad part is he's getting to that point in his life where she's his big sister too yeah like where he's starting to love and care about her the way a little brother does for his older yeah. sister and, and, and like, jade and jade his actual sister is mm. like you know looks at him the way an older sister would you know like hey you yeah know, like, get away from me i have i have uh I have a boyfriend. I, like, don't tell mom. I have this. my don't own friends. You're being obnoxious, yeah. and he and yeah. just him. Like, no, she's my fucking friend too. But like, Mia legitimately off. looks out for him. Yes, you know? she does. There's she a legitimate, is, true. There's legitimate, true uh, connection and love, and and like looking over and protecting him. She would know? have been. She would have been cool older sister that bought him beer. Yeah, <laughs> like like I'll buy I'll buy you a six pack. Just you know, shh, don't tell your mom. Yeah. Like, all that yeah. shit. He she would have been. That's what she was gonna end up being to him. But uh, oh, the fucking uh, sheer goddamn. So, so Mia looks at the whole possession thing as the way everybody else does. As fun as it's, as it's fun. A fun game, and she wanted him to partake in it. You know, he she wanted, wanted him. It. Yeah, well, she like she was like. Come that's on, the thing. Let him, yeah. Let he wanted he wanted to be cool like her. Yeah. Like she peer pressured her own little she accidentally peer pressures her own little brother. Yeah. So like comes this fucking really weird moment where everyone's done. We've all had our fun and games. Mm-hmm. We're putting the chair away. We're putting they strap you into the chair. Yeah. They belt you into the chair. So he's putting the belt away. They're putting the hand away. And he's like, I want to do it. And Jade's like, no fucking way. Like, no fucking way. Like, hell no, you're not going to do that. And he's like, you don't get to tell me what to do. She's like, bullshit. Like, I draw a line here. You're my little brother. You're not fucking 14 years old. Like, no, dude. I'm not going to let you do this. How and can you say no to that face, though? Yeah, yeah. and Mia's like, oh, come on. And Mia, playing devil's advocate, the dumb idiot. What if we only do it for 60 seconds? Yeah, like, that's any better. Right there. Right when she said that, I was like, oh, no. Like, you, feel, you can already feel your, the hands grab your heart getting ready to yeah. rip it in half. Oh. Like, dude, that's like saying just a little heroin. You'll be fine. Like, just dude. 60 seconds, Jade. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's just 60 seconds. And she's like, yeah. dude, like, I don't know how to tell you this. He's my little brother, not yours. I'm putting mm. my foot down. I said no. And she walks out of the room. Like, end of conversation. Like, no, yeah. like, get your shit and let's go. I'll meet you at the car. And he looks over at that, at fucking, at Mia. Like, come on, dude. Like, be cool. Don't be fucking Jay's friend. Be my sister. Like, be badass. You've been cool this whole time. Like, you sleep at our house. You eat our food. Come on, dude. Give me 50 seconds. Give me 50. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's like, 50 seconds, Riley. And everybody's like, yeah, all right, Riley. And they, yeah. fucking, they strap him in. He grabs the hand, no hesitation. You can see he's nervous, 
But he's excited. He wants to know what this is like. He's part of the cool kids. <laughs> and he's smiling. He's got this big, dumb smile on his face. Yeah. And he goes, talk to me. And in a moment of like sheer Gary Oldman, he uses his face and his smile just fades into fear. Like whatever. He's seeing something that he's not supposed to be seeing. Like fuck yeah. a dead body. Mm-hmm. He recognizes this dead body. He yeah. knows who this dead body is. So and he doesn't want to say to Mia, dude, I think I'm looking at your mom. So here's the thing. And this is what's covered later or a little bit later on in the film. Mm-hmm. These spirits can imitate other, other spirits. spirits. Yes. Which is terrifying. So you don't learn that. They, later. they, they know that they're going to let this kid go in 50 seconds. So what did the spirit do? Turns his head over to to Mia. Oh. And starts talking to her in a way that they know Mia would would uh would recognize as yeah. her mother. It's so gross. It's so gross to think and about. This and like kid, hold on. Hold on. Oh. This kid's performance Oscar worthy, dude. For with real. The tear coming down his face. And like the amount of emotion, pure emotion, coming off of this kid's head, off of this kid's face. The interaction is so genuine that you cannot that, that you cannot blame her. For believing that this oh, is indeed her bro, I The first time I saw that, like my, I, I didn't realize that I stopped breathing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. it until like I gasped because you do gasp. Yeah. Very soon. Like, and, and she's telling her that she's sorry, that she mm. never meant to abandon her. And she's like, mom. And right when she says mom. Hallie's like 40 seconds and she's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. And it's like, it all goes down. And if you you start counting from there, dude, and you're like, oh my God, dude, like this kid's got like 50 more seconds before, like, oh my God. And this, this scene drags on for about 30, 40 seconds further of like 30 or 40 seconds longer than he should have been holding onto the hand. And like he was holding on for over 90 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like, and he just starts like shaking. And you're like, what the fuck? And he slams his face like oh, God. fucking terrifyingly hard and into it's the table. Disgusting. It's such a hard. soft, wet thud. It's yeah. gross. And like he just keeps doing it over and over again until his face starts bleeding. And like he reaches into his own fucking eye socket and starts squeezing his own eyeball, trying to pull he it Marilyn out. Marilyn Manson's that shit, dude. And he's like <laughs> it's snarling, like this ghost has him, like this yeah. spirit has completely taken over him, and it's gonna rip him apart before it lets him go. And they try pulling the hand out of his hand, and the whole chair slides across the room, like next to a fireplace. And he starts slamming his face into the brick fireplace. And it's like, fuck, dude. And his sister runs in and like this thing takes the body and leans it really far back. Like, you know, 
he's about to deliver a death blow to this kid's skull. And this little girl throws her hand on top of it and he slams his face as hard as humanly possible into her hand. Yeah. And like they pull the hand, the fucking embalmed hand out of his and he's gone. Like he's just fucked. And they take him to a hospital and have no idea how to explain to anybody what the fuck just happened. And like it's and mortifying. And it's funny because like the the scene before before they go to the party, the mom's like, uh, like, are you gonna have a party? He's like, No, we're not like the mom comes across as she's such a smart mom. I wanna that's, that's the other thing too. They make you understand yeah. that she's very, very quick and smart, yeah. and she sees right through all the bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. that game she plays with them when she goes into in O'Reilly's where she asks jade and she asked mia if they're throwing a party and they're like no yeah. and she fucking goes to to riley's <laughs> room and she goes hey what time's the party and he's like what party and she goes the party me already told me and yeah like, there's no party mom and he goes guys like i it's fine yeah. like they already told me i know you weren't supposed to tell them they, it, they it, you, <laughs> what time is it though and like just bullshitting him and he's like mom there's no fucking party and she goes, I swear to God, if you get drunk tonight, I will kill you. <laughs> and his little friend is there. And she goes, I'm talking to you, too. And he goes, if there's a party tonight, I'm definitely getting drunk. <laughs> like, well, he's a real little asshole, dude. And it's like, but she's smart. Like, yeah. she didn't go ask him. She just fucking, hey, what time is the party? Yeah. Like, that's something my fucking mom would have done to me. And no, I would have felt for it. But she knows, right? Like, she yeah. knows. <clears throat> she's not dumb. And she knows. I got um, They're going to tell me <clears throat> everything. Yeah, so like this sets off a chain reaction of of things. How do I describe it without sounding cliche? Like There's nothing she cliche goes, about this movie. That's she, the problem. No, but like she goes down this rabbit hole of is she crazy? Is she actually seeing these things? Mm-hmm. Is she actually seeing and having conversations with her dead mother? And now, and now she begins to suffer the consequences of staying longer than 90 seconds. Because and she goes back start, and she tries to do it again to talk yeah. to her mom. And she tries to get back in contact her. with her mom. Right? And instead so what like, she's doing is opening a door and letting these things through. And like, yeah. god damn, it's so scary, dude. <laughs> and and, and the, the, the emotion that, that she goes through of trying to get talk to her mom and her dad is like like they're also trying to find out what's wrong with her and then the guilt that she feels with what happened to riley it's all coming down to her you know and they think that she gave him drugs and made him snap yeah so like she doesn't want like the mom doesn't want her near riley like she understand the hospital understandably i wouldn't let any of those fucking kids near my kid again ever yeah Yeah, exactly that ever happened like (laughs) off like I don't, I don't care, care how many home. times you slept over at my house. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care if you go home, go to hell for all I care. Just get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Like, no, it's terrifying. And like now, because this thing can imitate her mother, it keeps coming to her and like telling her like to do certain things. And it's like it's eating away at her sanity. And they yeah. they kind of they kind of show you the results of that in the opening scene of this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because we, we kind of glanced over the opening scene. Yeah. The opening scene comes hard. I kind of did that on purpose so that we can get to it at this part because they, there's yeah, a connection yeah. there. There's a, connection there's a very there. real connection. This isn't just happening. Yeah. Like, so you the way the movie starts is this guy is at a party and he's looking for his brother. Yeah. And he's asking around, like, where's my brother? Where's my brother? Have you seen my brother? And, like, he finds him in this guy, the, the party host's room. He's locked himself in his bedroom. And the older the brother kicks the door down to get to him. And like it's this whole thing was like, yeah, I'm calling the cops, asshole. Like, who's gonna pay for that? Like, yeah. it's a party. Like you're breaking party. my mom's door. Yeah. <laughs> and like you feel the party going around, you hear sorry. the music. I'm no, you're sorry cool. for any of my uh, any of our Australian listeners. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> anyway. We love your accents a lot to the yeah. point where it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> this, is why I, this is why I'm trying not to do that at yeah. all through this movie. Because like I feel yeah. like joking around with the australian accent really takes the piss out of the movie like because (laughs) it's it's hard to imagine it's my coping mechanism dude (laughs) yeah and it's hard it's hard to imagine like the way i'm talking about it if i were to tell you all this stuff and then be like and now picture everybody australian i might ruin the movie for you (laughs) but no but 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 here's the thing like you cut you kind of it kind of don't notice it after like five minutes, you don't notice it anymore. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. So like he's breaking down the door. He's literally kicking the door down to to get in, and he finds his brother sitting on the bed with scratches all over his back. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's just sitting there. He's mumbling to himself. So he picks him up, and he's he's taking him out. Like, let's go home. Let's go home. And understandably, he's noticing everybody with their phones out. Yeah, and he's and he's like, hey, st- like, stop filming us, stop filming yeah. this. A very weird commentary on our on our times yeah. now. Yeah, like, because you wouldn't. This kind of a situation wouldn't be happening at a party without people recording it. Exactly. It Nowadays, happen. yeah. Nowadays. And like, and it's such this weird, uncomfortable moment where he's walking him out of the room, and he says, "Dad says you're not real and you're trying to hurt me." He's like, "Dad's dead, dude. Like, calm down." Mm. Like, and you realize this dude's been talking to his dead father. Yeah. So this hat, this is who thing, he thinks, who he thinks is his dead father. And like, he gets mad and he's yelling at everybody to put their fucking like cameras away. And people aren't listening. You're not going to listen. No. And like, bro, if I was at a party and something that was happening, I'd record. I'd record. I'd and get I'm the not, fuck out of there, dude. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'd get I'm, the fuck I'm, out of Well, when, when what happens happens, yeah. like when he starts fucking like swinging at people and like telling them to get the fuck away. Like, it's a very human moment. Like, dude, this is embarrassing, dude. Like, something's happening to my brother. He's very clearly having a mental breakdown. And you're filming? Like, this isn't the appropriate time. But you can't convey that when you're freaking out the way he is. Like, no. he was he was freaked out and worried enough about his brother to rip somebody's door apart to get to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you already know he's got a temper about what's happening. Like, he's worried as shit for his brother. Yeah. And fucking... Um... He's shooing them away, and when he turns around, his brother stabs him in the stomach mm. with his big butcher knife. And everybody, like, holy shit, like, clears and runs away. But everyone doesn't leave. They're still staring at him. Yeah. And he fucking walks out of the house, and there's people outside that just witnessed this. And they're staring at him, and he's holding the bloody knife that he just stabbed his brother with, and he stabs himself in the fucking face. Yeah. And so, it's hideous. So here's the thing. Um, here's the thing about human psychology that uh, a lot of people may not know about. There is a mechanism in our brain 
that stops us from doing something like that. Yeah. Okay. From fully there, hurting ourselves. Like there that. is a mechanism in our brain that will stop us from going hardcore uh, into hurting. Like sometimes you can subdue it. Sometimes yeah. you can like, you know, stop it or, or momentarily stop it. But you can never like one, a person can't just stick the knife in their head. Yeah. It, can't. It's, it wouldn't it's, work. It's impossible because it's like, the, it's because like you can, yourself. You can do, you can do the motion, but your brain will slow itself down. Yeah. Okay. And same thing same with thing. stabbing yourself. Like you yeah. can't, it's impossible. And it's, and it's hold on. Shut up. <laughs> cat's, my cat's in heat again. Oh, but like, and it's the same thing with like Riley slamming his face into a thing. Like you, yeah. you can't slam your face like that. No, like, you can't. it's like trying to drown yourself. Like by sticking yeah. your head under a thing of water, you'll stop yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the human mind will fucking try to preserve itself and like stop and fucking like, it's such a fucked up like scene. Cause you, you kind of expect something bad to happen. You don't expect it to be that. Yeah. Like, so, so we, we see the aftermath or right at the beginning, we see what's going to be happening with Mia mm-hmm. because that's what happened to, to, to that guy. Yeah. Uh, and you, so, you see where it's going to end up. Right? Yeah, this is kind of so, where you're like, oh fuck, that's the route. That's the route yeah. she's on. So she's there's a scene where she's in her house. <clears throat> she's talking to her mom, and her mom is telling her, "There's only one way you can save Riley. There's only one way." Yeah. Right. And you hear her dad trying to break down the door. Yeah. And the entire time, the her mom is like, "That's not your father." Yeah. Like he's lying to you. And like he tells her, like, look, Mia, like the sad fact of it is your mother committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Like she left a note for the both of us. And I feel bad because I've been hiding this from you. Mm-hmm. And like she shows it to her, but by this point, she's already been talking to her mother. And her yeah. mother's like, I didn't kill myself. I didn't kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like implying the dad did it. Yeah. Like, which is so fucking weird. And like, it's unsettling. And like, in her mind, she still believes her mom. She's still very Mm. connected and attached to her mother. Yeah. Like, this hand is now her addiction. She steals it at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, after Riley hurts himself, she steals the hand. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine all this scary shit is happening where everybody else rushed the kid to the hospital. And Mm -hmm. she remembered to grab the hand. She grabs the hand. So... it's so, so weird. The climax of this movie is 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 it, it's it's so crazy because she's under the impression that in order to save Riley, because she's got this vision of him being in constant pain, yeah, and this need to protect him and to look after him, like like feeds into her need to go and save him by killing him. She, so know, trip, she thinks that she needs to kill him in order to save him. So trip this out. And this is why I'm waiting on a, on a Blu-ray. I'm, I'm not going to buy the first Blu-ray that comes out. Mm. <laughs> trip this out. That scene where Mia is shown when they're in the hospital mm-hmm. and a little dead girl comes to her. And it's like, I, I can show you where he is. Mm-hmm. And like, she follows her and he's in this paradise lost painting of hell yeah like everybody's on top of each other 
Like there's no room. ripping each other apart. There's no room for anyone. And they're all tearing each other and scratching at each other and pulling pieces of each other off. So this scene goes on for about six seconds in the film. They shot that scene to be about three minutes long. And it's it shot. It was edited into the movie. The Australian film board was like, we're going to ask you to cut that down to six seconds. And they were like, why? Because it was, there's nothing sexual. It wasn't anything too, too violently graphic. Mm-hmm. And they were like, honestly, it's, it's far too unsettling. That was their reasoning. Nobody should have to sit and watch that. And then like, it's happening to a kid. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and then like the Australian, the Australian film board was like, it, it took a lot for us to just not stop your film and walk out of it. Yeah. Like this is not, it's not suitable for masses. Like it's an orgy of violence. But it's, it's horrifying to look at. In, 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 <laughs> like in they their cut defense, it out. But like in their defense, that was definitely. Their, it's the right call. Yeah. It's the it was the right, right call. call. Yeah. You do yeah. not want three minutes of that. I kind no. of want it now. You get the point. <laughs> yeah. But you don't, you, let me put it this way you don't need three no. minutes of that. It, it, yeah. But it does add to the intensity of her fear. Why she's so determined yeah. to get him it does out. give motive. It, it does gives give motive. motive. And, but, like, really, all you needed is the six seconds. Yeah. But, like, it's a terrifying thought that, that goes on for three minutes. It's just, so she sees, yeah. like, all of it. That's why when she snaps out of it, she starts screaming. Yeah. And so, like, she, has, she now has this in her head. that She has to kill Riley to save him from that. Mm. And they're putting that in her head. Yeah. And like now all of a sudden Mia's your villain. Yeah. And like they, they don't do it till the final act of the film, but now Mia's the villain of this. She's okay. asking Riley to kill him. So because she's the only way to save him. Okay, so explain to me what happened. So she goes into the hospital room. Mm-hmm. Their mother, like finally, like because they did a drug test. And they found out that there was no drugs in the system. So she finally believes Mia and yeah. she accepts her. And she's like, she's like, come, come and see him. Like, and then Mia's like, can I see him alone? And she's like, yes, of course. She tells, I, she tells me, and that's the, the sad part is that she blames herself yeah. because there was clearly something mentally wrong with Riley and yeah. she didn't see it. Yeah. Like she's blaming herself, dude. Yeah. And that's so horrible. And she trusts Mia to be by herself with Riley. Yeah. It's at this point that Jade and the boyfriend find, uh, find um, Mia's dad stabbed mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. And they call the mom. No, he's still alive. Or he's he still stabbed alive. him in the neck, but he's still That's alive. That's right. He's still alive. I forgot about that. And, like, she calls the mom to tell her, like, keep Mia away from Riley. And she's like, holy shit. Like, she's by, him, mm. she's by herself with him right now. They rush into the room and he's gone. Mia and Riley are gone. And the next scene is her rolling him down the street in a wheelchair. And like, I think the goal of it is that once they have you, you need to die so that Mm. they can keep you there. Yeah. Like, that's the point is to keep you with them. Mm. So like, or that's their game that they're playing. And, and, and there's a kind of like a throwaway line where she's talking to her on the phone mm-hmm. where she said, where, where, where the sister is saying, where Jade is saying, 
he's getting better. You know, yeah. like he woke up, he woke up today. Yeah. And it was like his old self. Yeah. You know? And they're, they're playing with her. Yeah. Like that's the point. That's the whole thing that this, and you find out in the last frame of the movie, this is the game they play. Yeah. They've done this hundreds of hundreds of times, hundreds mm-hmm. of millions of times for all we know. Like, mm-hmm. but they've done this to the people that play with them like that, mm-hmm. who play with them by touching that hand and letting them in. Like they've done this a lot. Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's so common and easy for them now. So now they've got Mia and they've got Riley and like, she's walking him to a heavy part of traffic and now like the mo- it's he's his body is so fucked up and now all she can see is the ghost in his place yeah she like, doesn't see riley anymore and it's laughing at her and like she's pushing it in the wheelchair and the mom's walking behind her and she looks like she's rotting like they look hideous mm-hmm. like everybody looks terrible and jade is running behind her like yelling at her to wait like to stop and she's all the sounds are fading away, and you can tell that she's made the decision to push this kid into traffic because no one understands, but she does. This is the only way to save him. The implication in this moment is that Jade pushes her first mm-hmm. before she gets before she pushes Riley. Jade shoves her off the, the embankment first, and you see the interior of this car. The shots from inside the car. And this body lands on the windshield and flip and flies off. You can't tell at first if it's Mia or if it's Riley. Mm-hmm. And you see Mia laying down in the road and she gets up and she's banged up. Like because she has mm-hmm. a black eye, she's covered in cuts and bruises. But she stands up and just starts walking like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. This was an ugly hit of a vehicle. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you're like, you would never be able to walk away from it. It's that. on a highway. It's so on highway. highway speeds. Yeah, and you're like, you would never walk away from that. You no. would never be able to stand up and walk away from that. No. And she gets up and she's walking away from it and she sees Jade holding Riley on the side mm-hmm. of the road and she's crying. And like, Riley's alive, but he's severely fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Mia turns around and she's in the hospital all of a sudden. And she sees her dad at the end of this hallway and it becomes this very surreal dream like dreamlike way of filming it and, and the she lights Riley and them getting ready to leave. Yeah. And she, and like all the lights start turning off as people walk out of rooms, which is already really scary. Mm. And she's her dad walking to the elevator and she starts yelling at her dad and he won't turn around and she's running, barreling down at him and he steps into the elevator. And as he turns around, the lights turn off in the elevator and Mia's left in the dark. And all she can see is a candlelight. Well, she sees a reflection in the mirror. Or yeah. She, or the lack of. Because the, earlier she, in the movie. She mentions early, that in the movie, too. She has yeah. nightmares of looking into a mirror and having no reflection. Yeah. Oof. So, And, like, now she's experiencing it again. So, like, she walks towards that candlelight. And, like, she reaches through it. And a hand grabs at her. And she hears somebody say, talk to me in Greek and in Greek. And she like wakes up and she's in somebody else's body or she's staring mm-hmm. at the guy up who's, whose body she's going to be led into. Yeah. 
she is now part of them and dwelling in the darkness like they are. And the hand has changed and again. And okay, another throwaway line is they say there's another hand lost somewhere out there. Mm. But there's another hand out. There's two there, there's two embalmed hands. Yeah. So like it's a throwaway line. There's a lot of throwaway lines that probably really won't come into play until part two, which was greenlit before this was released. Yeah. All the people who saw it ahead of time, all these studios came after them. Yeah. Like the Filippo brothers have quite a bit to think about. They were mm. offered a DC movie. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. They got offered a DC movie and they turned it down because they wanted to do Talk to Me. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I love I it. Thought, I appreciate I, that. I adore that. I adore that so much. Because this is a very unique, unlike anything I've ever seen horror movie. I've seen possession movies. We've all seen <laughs> yeah. possession movies. We're all tired of them. Like, holy we hell. We reviewed one last week. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I recently saw the new Exorcist movie. And, guys, if you get a chance to do that, watch Talk to Me twice instead of watching <laughs> Yeah. I, I've never met something more in my life. Like, no. The worst part about that movie is you can tell they were trying to make a pretty interesting movie. But there were too many fingers and too many p- fucking people in the pie going, no, 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 we need to add this, add this, add this, add this, do this. Because there's a whole lot of why did you do that in that movie. It's very yeah. bad. It's not worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not. Talk to me had a lot of studios back it up. And every single studio that backed it up was like, do what you're doing. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Like it took, yeah. I don't know if you, if you go back and you watch it, the opening sequence Right before the opening sequence starts, there is a minute of fucking studios, studio ads. Literal minute. I think it's about 13 of them. So a lot of people came together and a lot of people put their money into making this movie. And for a a couple of first timers, they got a lot of trust. And I do mean a lot. They trusted them very much to fucking do what they're trying to do with this movie. And man... What a unique and fucking cool horror film it is. I sing the praises of it to anybody that'll listen to me. Mm. Like I've been, I, I, I fancy myself a bit of a horror connoisseur and I don't mean to be a cock about it. It's just the truth. <laughs> like I yeah. like horror movies. I really do. It doesn't take much to be a, a connoisseur of horror. Just watch horror movies. Yeah. Like that's it. And I have seen some really unique movies. I have seen some movies that are so different and unique and no one takes notice to them. I still to this, excuse me, I still to this day will fucking like watch the autopsy of Jane Doe. You've never seen anything like Mm. that before. Nobody's doing shit like that movie. Like that was (laughs) intense. This is the same thing. No one has done anything like Talk to Me. Like you have seen a horror movie like this before. And a lot of people... A lot of people saw this movie. This movie made $90 million at the box office on a $4 million budget, dude. That's insane. That's the kind of fucking like kickback that you want. Yeah. That's the kickback so. you want. Like you get if, if fucking somebody if if I were to tell you you give me forty million dollars I'll give you ninety next year and like yeah. I it's a guarantee. Like mm-hmm. yeah, motherfuckers would be in line to give me four million dollars. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, man. and insane. like you said, and like you said, the sequel has already been greenlit. It's cleverly titled "Talk to Number Two Me." 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope they change that, dude. I hate it when movies do that. And I'm I sure hate it. I have a feeling this will become um, it'll be an accidental paranormal activity. Like Paranormal mm-hmm. Activity was a really good standalone movie. It was very scary, like very Saw. unique. Yes, like Saw. Very unique, like very cool. I don't really need to see any more than that. I get what's going on. Like, no, 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 no. You need nine fucking sequels mm-hmm. is what you need. And they'll mm-hmm. be, they'll browbeat it to death. I'm sure there's a whole, like, by the time this shit is over, it'll be a whole body that they have to put together <laughs> and, like, burn it to get rid of it or some stupid shit. You I don't know. What? You know what, man? Um, I don't think this movie needs a sequel. It doesn't need but, anything. But I think that uh, these directors have bought enough good grace from me mm-hmm. with this movie for me to trust them with another one Absolutely. in this franchise. So like, I'm going to give I, it I will, a chance. I will trust them with any anything that they do. Yeah. I have a feeling that at some point someone's going to offer them a big remake and they're like, okay, but you can't do this. You got to do this, but don't do that. Yeah. And, do this. and yeah. it'll happen. And, and, I hope they and so stick to the guns. I hope they stick yeah, to the guns. I do too. Like, but but here's the thing. Like Oren Pele tried to stick to his guns. There's only so much money they can dangle in front of your face. James yeah. Gunn and Leigh Whannell tried really hard to stick to their guns. And mm-hmm. Leigh Whannell wrote three of the Saw movies. He wrote one, two, and three. And he was like, guys, stop. Part, <laughs> part 10 just came out. Literally part 10. I yeah. watched it. I hated it. Like, bro, they deviate. They deviated from fucking what you watch these movies for. Do you not watch them for the torture porn? Like, they fucking <laughs> remove the torture porn aspect of it. And I'm like, this is <laughs> stupid. It was really, really fucking bad. But like, what do you do when you get that far in these stupid fucking movies? Like Tobin yeah. Bell. It's supposed to be before Tobin Bell ever did part one, and he's older than dirt. I love Tobin Bell. He's a fucking senior citizen. And I mean, mm. he's like seven, eight years into AARP. He's old. <laughs> yeah. like, he's an old yeah. guy. Like, stop. I appreciate them not powdering him to death with makeup. I love that in Solid. Like, how do we make him look younger? Have him wear a backwards cap. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. But fine. Like, how no you do, effort. fellow kiddos? <laughs> I appreciate the low effort. It's yeah. such an always sunny in Philadelphia thing. Yeah. But this movie... But- like talk to me hasn't ventured anywhere close to that kind of territory yeah. yet. I would never blame the Filippo brothers if there's fucking if there's eight talk to me movies. It's not their fault, dude. You can yeah. only be an independent filmmaker begging somebody for a hundred thousand dollars for so long before somebody dangles fucking thirty million dollars in your face and like that's yours. If you, you know just what? make these movies and you're fucking named every single one. In name only, you'll be an executive producer and you'll make fucking, I'll give you fucking yeah. 10% of whatever the movie makes. Excuse yeah. me? 10% <laughs> of whatever the movie makes. So, so I mean, if if that happens, like, they'll be in good company with, like, Wes Craven yeah. and uh, John Carpenter. Sure. You know, like, they'll, they'll be in good hands. It's how, fine. How do you blame it's Wes and fine. John, right? Yeah. How do you it's blame Wes and John? Fine. You can't. That's so, the same thing with the Filippo brothers. I'm already, like... Like, bro, like when you like the way fucking Metallica used to say when they like, you're you're a sellout, every single arena we go to. Yeah, like that's exactly. okay. It's not yep. it's not it's not my fault that there's too mm. many people to fit in the garage. Yeah. Like it's just so, the way it goes, man. So that was uh talk to me, man. Uh new classic, dude. Like I haven't I haven't felt this good about a horror movie since Hereditary. Am I uh, right? And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, didn't um, I tell you? I was like, it, it's fucking, it's so good. It's like, so fresh. 
and yes. so good. Uh, good you, God, this is a good year for horror movies. Uh, has, I know I say really, that every really year, but like this year, uh, I, 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 I'm really happy with with everything that's coming out. Brother, you had like, mentioned before that like it's hard for you to come out with the worst movies of 20, 2023. Uh, or 2024. So, like I don't know how we're gonna do that list. Yeah. Like, honestly, I haven't really seen very. I've seen some bad movies. Yeah. I have. Like goddamn, have I seen some bad? Movies. <laughs> but like, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, can I think of ten really bad movies that I saw this year? Yeah. And like, it's kind of hard. I can fucking think of thirty really good ones. Yeah. Like off the, the top of my head, yeah. dude. Like, bro, even like this past week, I saw a Shudder original movie called When Evil Lurks. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> Mad original and so, insane. Fucking a, a new Hell House movie came out. I don't know yeah. if you've seen Hell House LLC. Uh, I haven't. Okay, so there, there were fucking three parts of that one. The first one's amazing. The second one's a really good follow-up. And the third one kind of starts treading into absurd territory. And then they came out with a fourth one this year and the fourth one is as good as the first one Damn. like it's they're fucking scary and like the formula didn't change if anything it went back to its original formula and buddy it works like creepy noises and footsteps will take you a really long fucking way if you know <laughs> what you're doing you and know like exactly how to do it like the heart the, the kids are all right dude like they want new horror movies and they're making them their damn selves and man they're knocking it out the park especially this year That's like awesome. 2023 has been fucking incredible for fucking horror movies like it really really has been so uh yeah man uh talk to me one of the best one of the best movies of the year uh i know halloween's over but guys check it out as soon as you can uh it's gonna go down as as a classic uh so uh, hey bob where can people find our awesome podcast I will, ha I will happily tell you where people can find an awesome <laughs> podcast, but I got to ask you a question, Will. I yes, got to ask you a question before we end this, before we wrap this up. Yes, sir. What do you think about showing this movie to a young kid? Because um, there's no nudity. No. And there's hardly, there's not as much blood as you might think. There's blood. Yeah. But like, is this movie too intense? Is it too scary? For you to watch with your young kids there there is the scene where uh where riley is bashing his head there's yeah. two scenes where he's bashing his head i think maybe like you can like cover them up or, or fast forward or whatever other than that i have no problem showing this movie to a teenager okay a teenager right yeah, a teenager yeah. i believe i mean because yeah. like not as their first horror movie though Somebody who sees okay, it. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. No, no, this is not a first horror movie. No, no, it's not. Like, this is the type of horror movie that you'll, your kid will know whether or not they're going to grow up liking horror movies. Yeah. But see, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing that yeah. I, I want to like just mention before we go. Uh, like, buddy, I thought this movie was, was like, okay, I think we could, sh I think our oldest is strong enough to handle this one. And yeah. Patty's been, no, the whole time, no. No. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. I think you're being a little too this, that, or the other thing. The other day, we showed this kid. Don't be Mia, dude. Don't be Mia. No, exactly. <laughs> the other day, we showed her all this trick-or-treat, and we found out something about her. And she found out something about herself. None of us knew this until we watched this movie together. The idea of something coming out of her skin mortifies her. 
And I mean to the oh. point where she was like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Stop this movie. The werewolf scene? The werewolf scene. Them coming okay. out of their skin was like, nope, I don't want to watch this. She's going to yeah. be 12 this next month. 12. She's a tough kid. She really is. She's watched some really scary shit, but I learned. I've never shown her anything body horror because body horror is Cronenberg, and I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. So, like, I accidentally learned that body horror freaks her the fuck out. Like, oh, she's going to love the fly. <laughs> yeah, I will never show her the fly. I'll never show her fly, Videodrome, no Cronenberg. Like, not in, no, no more Cronenberg in the house when she's around. So, like, we didn't know that about her. We didn't know. Like, we all found out together. She was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, to the point where, like, her eyes, she didn't cry. But her eyes, like, why would anybody do that? Then like, she would lose would, her shit with this movie then. Yeah, like, why would she somebody lose her shit with this movie? Yeah. And, like, you know what? I don't want to see what happens when she watches somebody intensely hurt themselves. I will not reach be, for I will their not. eye and try to pull out their eye. Like, yeah. No, no. So like here today on the podcast, I will not be, I'm going to putting it out there. I will not be mm -hmm. the stepdad that lets my kid watch talk to me. Yeah. Like, not, but no. you see what I mean when I'm like, I think a kid could handle it. Like you had said, yeah. a teenager yeah. could handle it. Yeah. Like I would not show yeah. a young kid this because there's yeah. no, there's no boobs or like no. gore. Like there's blood, but there's no boobs and gore. There's no nudity. Yeah. There's no gore. And yeah. it's like, that's kind of some people's only rule. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no fucking over-the-top gore and no nudity. That's kind of our rule when it comes to horror movies. Yeah. Like, it can't be too, too, too violent. And you're right. There's only two really violent scenes, which is mm -hmm. why I'm a jackass. Like, maybe, right? <laughs> no. Like, no, no that, that, now that you know that she's, she's not into body horror, no. She, yeah, she, like she's that, not going to be able to. Like, that's because that, like, Trick or Treat's not a body horror movie. No. It was a body horror moment. But I right. realized... As a step that I've never shown her anything remotely close to body horror, and it is not for her, yeah. big time. So, so like that was a mistake on on my part, and like being a fucking parent is hard. Even a step parent, it's a bitch. So like, be careful <laughs> when you show your movies to your kids. Yeah. Watch this first. Determine whether or not your kid is mentally powerful enough to handle it. Mm. But like. I'll put it this way. Don't feel bad if they're not, because this is an yeah. intense movie. Don't yeah. feel bad if you're not equipped to yeah. handle this movie. It's dark. Exactly. It's very scary. It's a mm -hmm. genuine, new, original kind of horror movie. I, yeah. can't, I can't hype it up enough. And if you're listening to this, then you know you're hearing us on Spotify. You're hearing us on Podbean. You're hearing us on my personal favorite good pod. <laughs> I've beaten the, pot, the Pavlov yeah. this week anyway. Like... So you, you love us, you need us, you can't live without us. Come back yeah. every time to listen to what we think about fucking movies. You know we're right. So and guys, like, yeah, and, and guys, check out our Patreon, man. We uh, uh, throw us a couple of bucks if you're able to. If not, that's cool. We're still going to bring, be bringing you uh, stuff to listen to. And, but remember, uh, the more you throw, the more we know. Exactly. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm Will. I'm Bob. That, my friends, is the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We will see you all next time. Later.